0: Hey, friends, and welcome to The Talk Podcast. We believe that all change starts with a conversation, a talk that sparks an idea, convicts or creates a movement. The talk seeks to foster real, relatable and relevant conversations that not only challenge, but engage, equip and empower its listeners to be agents of change. As an extension of joy of it, we look to find points of intersection in a divided world. No topic is off limits, and all people and opinions are welcome. We believe we represent Jesus best together, acknowledging all voices and talking through those things that disrupt our unity. When we are united, we can do great things, and it all starts with a talk. Welcome to the table, friends. Hey friends, Ashley Bell here, and welcome back to another episode of the Joy of It podcast. I'm so glad that you tuned in to us again. Today, I'm talking to um, a friend of mine, his name is Sam, and we are going to have a conversation about a lot of things, but mainly we're taking a break from talking about a Rhythms of Transformation to really talk about the last three years, the pandemic, the racial reckoning that's been happening. My friend Sam is a Taiwanese American and we're gonna be talking with him just about his life, his community, his thoughts, how he's processed the last three years and all the heaviness that has happened. But before we dive in, of course, I want him to introduce himself and then we we will have an icebreaker as we always do. So Sam, how you doing?
1: Good. I'm good. Hi, everybody out there. My name is Sam, as uh, my friend A.B. Uh, mentioned. I am a Taiwanese American. Um, interesting enough, I was born in Pittsburgh. Uh, my parents decided uh, they have this huge passion for the Christian community And actually also uh, gender and uh, racial equality, believe it or not, for Taiwan. So they moved back when I was two. So I was an American kid growing up in Taiwan, didn't speak a lick of English until high school. So uh, I grew up in Taiwan, moved back. Uh, We actually moved to uh, SoCal, an LA area. And then that's where I started to learn English for the first time. And as a freshman in L.A. public school, the first two things that happened when I landed in L.A. was Magic Johnson's announcement of HIV positive um, and then also the Rodney King riot. So my school oh. was shut down. Yeah. So that was my, kind of like a better words, uh baptized to uh, welcome to America. So, <laughs> welcome back to America. Welcome
0: <laughs> Yes. Exactly. And that was in was that 95 96 when was that it was nine, like 91 90, one, 92, 92 yeah okay. yeah around yeah, yeah, that yeah. that
1: so it's yeah. all blur- i mean obviously there's the the bronco uh, you know oj simpson Chase, yeah, Ray, yeah, all, yeah. all of it all of it yes yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. wow and then when did you come to portland i came
1: to portland uh for uh for my job actually i'm currently a uh, development Manager uh, for footwear and Jordan Brand, so I came here to chase a dream. Um, because I was uh, idolized Michael Jordan when, since I was a kid. Came here around 2003. Been here ever since with a couple years of stings back to Asia for my current company. So, all in all, I'm kind of like half and half and mm-hmm. half. I would say like L.A., Portland, Taiwan,
0: yeah, kind of that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, thanks for sharing that, of course. Sam, and thanks for being here. Um, it's. It's so great. I've gotten to know Sam because we um, go to the same church, and I've gotten to know him briefly over the last few years, and I I always appreciate his perspective and his thoughts. Um, He's actually attended our church longer than I have so I <laughs> I, <laughs> appreci- I appreciate all the perspective that he brings and how he sharpens my thinking and so before we dive in further Sam I want to do this thing okay. with you called the five for five oh. and if you've heard our podcast before you've heard me do this mm-hmm. with several other guests and what it is is Naming five of your favorite things in mm. five minutes. So Ooh. I am going to, and I don't have a timer, so okay, I mean, we're not really going to keep track of the of the time. Oh, but the five minutes. All <laughs> the, right. The, the five. I like minutes. that. I like that. But um, yeah, so it's it's five of your favorite things in five minutes, mm. and so I'm just going to rattle them off, and you're going to say what your favorite thing is or one of your favorite. I know there's a lot of pressure when you say favorite thing. Mm. So let's start with favorite food.
1: Okay. favorite. My favorite food. Sorry, can I have two? There's two. Okay. Yeah, you
0: can break the rules. All right. Uh So
1: favorite food, growing up, bao, which is a soup dumpling. Uh Uh, And now it's made its way to around the world now. So soup dumpling. Second is a hot pot. So for those of you who don't know hot pot, there are different versions of it and especially Far East Asia. Uh, And then you basically, it's like fondue, but without the cheese, you just have soup base and you just, um, you know, cook your own kind of ingredients in there in these amazing broth and then you share together with your family and loved ones and friends. So those are the things, two things I love.
0: Love it. Love it. And I don't know if you can answer yes. this one. Maybe this is top secret Ooh. information. Okay. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> but what's, what's your favorite uh, Jordan shoe? Oh, that is... I know. Uh-huh. That is... It's
1: risky. It is. It is very risky. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, there is an answer. It's actually prerequisite for any new member who joins Nike brand. Really? I mean, sorry, Jordan brand, yes. That is an absolute question that either our... President, VP, or MJ himself will ask, you know, he, if he's happened to be there. So he happens to be there. Um, my favorite Jordan, it is the first one. So it's the AJ1. It's leather. It looks vintage. It has history. And then, uh, for those of you who are anime uh, fans out there, the the main character for this, uh, anime called Slam Dunk, it's a basketball. I animate that's uh, that that was really popular in the 90s and then um, the main character wore those shoes so huge influence yeah wow it that's the one
0: that's cool. I'm glad uh, I, I'm going uh, to ask that. I'm, yeah. I'm fascinated. Mm-hmm. That's a great question to ask anyone who mm-hmm. I feel like is is a designer or yeah. wants to be a designer and, and or it's, something. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's an easy icebreaker in Jordan Brand. That's yeah. almost like, "Oh, hey, it's a it's a good conversation starter." Yeah, right? You should
0: you should be a fan. Yeah. yeah. Um okay, so next thing, favorite yeah. tradition.
1: Oh okay again can i have two yeah okay yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: all right the, And this kind of represents uh my culture um to, you know so to let you you kind of know a little bit it's probably what you're gonna expect like oh of course he's gonna say that but the two are uh, chinese new year dinner mm. chinese so and then the other one is christmas dinner chinese new year dinner we also have it at chinese new year's eve very similar it is uh, you must be there as a family member you have to travel yeah. back home usually is the it's the mom that's doing the cooking mm-hmm. in a traditional way and there there are traditional dishes that resemble mm-hmm. uh, represent different things of a family value uh, cultural value or like togetherness and stuff like that and yeah. it is uh, people people watch these random it's, well, we don't we i mean we need parades or whatever but uh, shows and then you know some some people have some some people have too much alcohol <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly, mm-hmm. so yep. it's pretty much the same thing and you just eat until you fall asleep And then you yeah. save the leftovers for the next three or four days Obviously, I'm talking about Chinese New Year Eve dinner, but as you can see it's exactly the same and the reason I say um, Some people might be surprised that you know why I say Christmas Eve dinner is because um, even in Taiwan uh, because my parents were able to, uh, they were educated in the uh, on the East Coast um, when they were in college and uh, graduate schools and they were taken in by these uh, missionaries and, and these pastors and they they hosted my dad and my mom separately because they were oh, wow. at the time in different states because um, some winter breaks, obviously, yeah. my parents stuck in the U.S., right? So, um, they brought them in, family meal, apple pies, you know, mm. just prayers and everything. So, my parents actually decided to do that when we moved back to Taiwan for our own family as a tradition, but also invited invited the uh, the missionaries, the pastors, mm-hmm. the foreign uh, pa- exchange uh, professors that are mm-hmm. in the same school that my parents taught, so they can enjoy a traditional Christmas Eve dinner. Wow. So we yeah we started that everything and back in the day. Everything is uh, start from, from scratch because um, there weren't these like Kentucky Fried Chicken or whatever Costco's out there back in the days. Now they do, but back in the days, no. So my mom had to like handmade everything. Had to go to wow. like yeah. try to find a turkey from the place that they sell to these foreigners or like military wives uh, during the holidays. Wow. It would just be my mom and all these. Like, you know, Americans or, um, you know, uh, European ladies and just fighting for like the four turkeys that they have right <laughs> here. So it's very interesting. Um, so a uh, little bit known that I, that's why I grew up with uh, quite a bit of foreigners in Taiwan with their American passport, knowing a lick of English.
0: Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. Gosh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Man, yeah. I I could play this game with you all day. <laughs> I'm I've, sorry. I I'm feel a- like no. I <laughs> I, I like. It. I've actually lost track of yeah, the yeah. number of questions. Okay, I, that was the second question. I think was, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I yeah. think that was the third
1: one. I I think because I gave you like two answers for each of those questions. Okay, let's yeah. let's.
0: Oh, that was, uh, the yes. th- was the third one. Yes, it was the third one. Yes,
1: it was the third one because you got the Jordan shoe in there. The, the th- Jordan, yes, yeah, which was
0: yeah. yeah, yeah this yeah. is yeah. It's so great hearing yeah. hearing all of this. Um. Because I think it gives listeners perspective and how much you can learn from a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But from a person just by asking something really simple, you know, right. Um, right. Right. <laughs> I feel like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I think the next thing is what is one of your favorite shows or movies? Oh, like all time. Oh, that is a hard. <laughs> it can be all. It, that is a hard one. It could be all time run. or just like, yes. oh, okay. I like, like what came to one mind, Yeah, Yes, deal? what came to mind? Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, wow, well, I think all of like one of my all time favorite movie. Okay, I have a one all time favorite movie. I'm not gonna lie, and is it is Die Hard the first one
0: no I, way <laughs> yes, i don't is. know that we can be friends I, it's, i'm sorry that it's okay. was uh, that it's was okay.
1: i'm a i'm a action buff so but but that's kind of like my secret like yeah. okay that's my well, favorite you,
0: you just shared it now i it's, know <laughs> what the world
1: yes i just realized that so we might need to edit <laughs> yeah, that out um know. i would say um no um <laughs> let's hop uh, up in her no i'm kidding <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: And um, die hard people say die hard people say yeah. die hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, yes. yes. I guess you would agree with
1: it. I I am the cam of die hard is a Christmas movie. Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. I know. I know. Ab. I'm I not know. gonna. I'm not gonna say
0: anything. I get what people I, say. It is. Hey, I know people out there. can I
1: just saw your facial expression. <laughs> I I saw that. I totally. I was totally <laughs>
0: judging. Do not judge your friends when they tell you. When they tell you their favorite things, it's yes. rude. We're stretching okay. our friendship it's too. Rude. Guys. We <laughs> are. We are.
1: But um, uh, but tr- but but uh, overall, I think that this this is a good answer. It's a cop out, but it's a good answer. I feel like at least I am a die hard, die hard Star Wars fan.
0: Okay. So
1: yeah. so you asked me like, what's your favorite movie? What's a TV show? So I was like both, right? Because yeah. like in it and Disney Plus and all that. I am a little bit older, so I am a loyalist to pre, let's call pre-Disney-fied Star Wars. So originals, originals, uh, some of the shows, now it's good. But, you know, some of them I'm like, they're they're probably good for my nephew and my my nieces, but not for me. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I, um, now you can judge me because I'm about to confess something Uh to you. Uh uh-oh. I grew up in in the 80s, 90s. I was Uh familiar with different parts of Star Wars. You know, like Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Ewoks were my favorite. But I had actually not watched a full Star Wars movie from beginning to the end Mm. until I was probably like 34.
1: Really? Wow. Yeah, wow. so
0: it was like four or five years ago because like, I confessed this to some coworkers at the time. And They're like, "What?" And they were like, "Wait, what? <laughs> like, you've got to watch. You've got to mm-hmm. watch this." And so we watched like all of them.
1: Oh wow, that's and, a lot. And it, it, yeah, we watched. Like, I
0: had to. Yeah, and then yeah. the new ones came out. Right, right. And then I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, now I feel like I'm, I'm on, I'm on track." And yep. I don't know why it took me so long.
1: I, I actually. I don't feel weird about that. I have friends that are like that. Cause I feel like either you grew up with them and you fell in love. Or it's just an old movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Like, and it's kind of cheesy. It's weird, like these lightsabers and people yeah. talking strangely. Yeah. And f- like, what do you mean, Galaxy Far Far Away? Yeah. You know? So I mean, it's it's it was similar for me for the I called them. I mean, don't judge me, out there, friends. But like the Dungeons and Dragons. So I I moved here, right? I told you I, I moved. Still haven't up, seen that. Right. So I moved here when I was in high school. So yeah. I didn't ever caught up to, you know, Lord of the Rings, Dungeon Dragon games, the movies, The Hobbits, the, you know, whatever, um, Game of Thrones, which by the way, I don't watch, I, I you know. Um, yeah. So they're just too much. Uh, too much. And then just a lot of like, like you know, Middle Earth, medieval yeah. kind of like, cause I didn't grow up with it. So I just didn't feel like culturally I will be into mm-hmm. it. So same thing. A lot of my friends are like, "Oh, you gotta go watch it. This thing is amazing." What do you mean? This is this is crazy. I just said, like, well, I didn't rub with it, so yeah. I don't. I, this is weird to me.
0: So, doesn't, mean doesn't mean the same. thing. Doesn't mean the same thing.
1: Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, that's that's why. Yeah. So to your to your question, I'm a diehard Star Star Wars fan. Um, one last thing. That was the first American movie I watched in American cinema.
0: Oh. Yes.
1: Yeah. it is the first. I think. Because I was I was born in nineteen seventy six. I came here, it was a summer or winter winter break, whatever, from Taiwan. My cousin took me, so hey, I'll show I'll take you to this really cool movie. Never been to an American cinema, right? You had a bucket of buttery popcorn, <laughs> big uh-huh. Coke. We didn't have that in Taiwan at the time. And then and then it was I think it was like Empire Strikes Back. And it was on big screen, right? Yeah. And I was like, are all American movies like this? Because this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I want watch American movies, right? And then, so that's why I think to me, that was yeah. memory, that you know, sense. emotional related. And later on the second movie that I ever watched the next year, or whatever, the same year, it was uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. So I had this false impression, like, oh my gosh, all American movies are this great as a kid. Yeah. But obviously, and not. now you have and, found
0: and, out otherwise. Yeah, exactly. They are not <laughs> exactly. Um, yes, yeah. yes, yes. But I get that it was yes. it was attached to experience yes. and memory and yeah, yeah. And they were, you know, revolutionary at it the was time. Very Star revolutionary, Wars was yeah, I mean, yeah. George Lucas revolutionary. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that's great. I think we'll transition. Okay. You've provided us some great answers. Mm-hmm. I love that, and it gave me a chance to get to know you better. But moving on to just the last three years, yeah. Sam, yeah. and you know, we just in Oregon. Some of you are listening from other places, and. Mm-hmm. maybe this is the case for you maybe a, a while ago but we just we just lifted our uh, state mask mandate right. here and right. um, and so now we have we have the option of wearing masks in different places and spaces where for the last two years pretty much we didn't necessarily and some people, Believe that was a great thing. Some people don't believe that's a great thing. Right. That's not what necessarily we're talking about. Right. I just highlight that for everyone just because we're going to move into talking about what the pandemic was like. Mm-hmm. And it's still present, very much so present in our yes. day. Coronavirus has not go- gone right. anywhere, COVID is still a reality although the effects of it have diminished in some capacity but depending on who you are they could still have life altering life changing effects but when the pandemic hit sam yes what were what was your initial thoughts and i asked that because mm. you know we had we had a lot of asian hate yes i shouldn't mm. say we had i should say we have yes. uh, i think mm-hmm. It was in existence before yeah. the pandemic, of course, Right, but the pandemic highlighted a lot of things yep. um, mm-hmm. that kind of flew under the radar, Yeah, but then the pandemic hits and mm-hmm. we have, you know, a lot of people blaming yeah. Asian Americans um, yep. for this virus, yep. destroying businesses yep. of Asian Americans um, and a lot of violence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. asian americans and so i want to i guess i'm asking and you can answer this any way sure. you want to sure. when the pandemic hit mm-hmm. how did that affect you and, and what was your experience
1: i think i mean maybe i know we're gonna probably talk a little bit yeah, more yeah. that's kind of like the topic of the day for our conversation but there, to to me, they were they are all interrelated, and then mm-hmm. I will share as we go. But first of all, I think obviously not not try to correct you or whatever. But I don't. Yeah, I yeah. think I think it's beyond Asian American. It's just Asians, right? And Absolutely. Then, yes. And then, yeah, you're general, correct. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then Asian immigrants or Asian visitors yeah. at the time prior to the COVID shutdown, and you know we can go into you know in detail of, of some part of this world or some part in this 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 country that there are still people. That can tell the difference culturally, or language, or upbringing mm-hmm. experience between Asian American and Asian immigrants, mm-hmm. or someone like me that's mm-hmm. kind of unique. You know, realistically, that's that's different, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I I feel like we can say that generalization is is the beginning of stereotyping. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you as a as a um uh, black woman mm-hmm. in America, I mean, it's just, it's like say if someone is ignorant and groups say, okay, well. This lady is from Africa, right? That uh, just here for studying and, and for now. And someone who has been generations of, uh, um, um, has a generation of Black American history, and mm-hmm. it's offspring of that. I think, mm-hmm. you know, when people, if they, so that's how I feel like sometimes yeah. I'm in my world. I mean, that's a little off topic, but they're just like, oh, okay, Asians, like it's, it's, yeah. it's beyond all that. It's, a, yeah, yeah. it's all the same. There's that complexity. Yeah. Um. So I think when the pandemic first, started it sounds obvious but the kind of the hostile attitude and approach towards asians it's from the beginning right mm-hmm. and from of the pandemic because like either like hey you're asian you're the one that brought it right. over right or you're immigrant this gentleman or this lady could be from japan like right. who's just right who, who's from hawaii and yeah landed in pdx people just look at them and just go like uh oh, stay away from me because i think a lot of it is a lack of knowledge Absolutely. and ignorance. And then, and then, um, you know, talking about one of our icebreakers or myself, uh, my introduction is, you know, when Magic Johnson first came out and say, I'm HIV positive, mm-hmm. you saw a lot of players, like, I don't want to play with you. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So there's a lot of that, but because of that fear, you know, which I feel is human nature, that we also got took advantage by the people that already have kind of uh, discrimination and racism, so all mm-hmm. of it is almost lump into one so it's hard to distinguish yeah what is what so um my own attitude was fearful for my uh, for my the loved ones my friends yeah. and family and also i was tired because um i do have coworkers that are transferees from from yeah. korea taiwan china mm-hmm. uh, and that i work with on a daily basis and they're like hey sam you're from here so so confused what is going on people refuse to serve me uh, it used to be no problem you know portland's great everyone loves each other but all of a sudden i just feel weird like what's going on yeah. so i'm finding myself mm-hmm. Um, try to comfort, try to pray for them, but try to answer some questions that I don't even have answers right. to. You know, the only, unfortunately, the only familiarity is the racism and discrimination yeah. that I've been experienced, you know, here and there since high school in, yeah. in America. So, I mean, that's a long-winded answer to 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 kind of your first question. It's like, that's my first reaction, which is yeah. like, I got to find an answer from my friends. I got to support my friends and I, I'm fearful for them. And what is what is God calling me to do? Yeah. And how is it related to the race racial issue that was always there, but now yeah. on surface, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and that, yeah, I think I love how you answered that because I I would answer similarly mm-hmm. when someone would ask, you know, we, we tend to break things down yeah. Because, yeah. because, you know, sometimes we can't comprehend yeah. each yeah. thing. right? But I when someone asks me like, what is it like being a woman yeah. in mostly male spaces sometimes? Right. And, yes. right. and there's times in my mind yeah. where I'm like, well, I can't answer that question without saying what it's like to be a black yeah. woman right. in those spaces. Right. So, so with, so with the pandemic, you know, we had the pandemic and then we had this racial reckoning, yeah. the mm-hmm. racial, Up upheaval in this country. Of course, racism has always Mm -hmm. existed Mm -hmm. in America. But again, it was Mm -hmm. highlighted. You know, Mm -hmm. the pandemic highlighted it. George Floyd highlighted Mm -hmm. it. And so to your point, I think all of those things, depending on who who you are, if you're a person of color, depending on who you are, Mm -hmm. all of those things just meld in. Into one. Yeah. And and yeah. they all play on each other, especially yeah. if you're Asian yeah. in this country yeah. with, with the pandemic. I think yeah. for me as a yeah. black woman, what I was worried about in the pandemic was like, yeah. oh, I don't want to get coronavirus. Yeah, Right, um, right, right. For you, yeah. right. even before yeah. the racial upheaval yeah. started yeah. in the pandemic, you were worried about, yeah. hmm. Yeah, I I don't want to get coronavirus. And I I also don't want to be discriminated against. I don't don't want my friends to be harassed. Like you were thinking about a lot of those things pre anything that would come later. Yes. And Um,
1: I I also feel like um, one of the points is, I don't know if you agree with this, A.V., but I think when we're facing hardship, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, people tend to be less tolerant. Yeah. you and when we're in pain, when we're worried about our own self well-being and or financially or our, fa- our own family, yeah. immediate family's well-being, you you tend to be a little bit more cautious and then you you are emotionally we're just I mean, now we found out right. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure this emphasis on mental well-being yeah. has a lot to do with the last three years the, you know that we're facing. but so under that circumstances for for some of those people, and and I don't have anybody in mind, but it's if they're like oh, I can tolerate this, like their their culture, they're speaking different languages loudly yeah. or whatever. Because my life is going well, yeah. But all of a sudden, uncertainty hits. Um, mm-hmm. our our lives is different. We don't know what's going on next year, or the year after that. You know, we have to force things that we don't ever had to do, which is six feet apart. You know, wear yeah. a mask while he's used to. Then. It's all these frustrations, emotions, people channel it differently. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it's easier to refer back to the, in certain ways, I, like, you know, shift the blame or, yeah. or it's just easier than to process it ourselves. So yeah. maybe, maybe that's, 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 at least that's the logic I was looking at through.
0: So. Yeah. No, that, that makes, that makes perfect sense. And, and I think, this time has definitely highlighted and still highlights, as as right. you said, like right. our our need to be able to be able to handle,
1: right, right,
0: manage yeah. this yeah. discomfort, yeah, long suffering as mm-hmm. as the Bible mm-hmm. would would yeah. talk about, you yeah. know, it, in yes. in the Christian yes. community, and that's a whole yes. that's a whole different thing, but that's right. you know, our mm-hmm. ability to suffer suffer long yeah. and mm-hmm. what that looks like, but also the the importance of mental health that's right. especially for people of color who yeah. I'll speak for the yeah, black community mm-hmm. culturally mental health yeah. um, it's not it's not that people don't think yeah that there aren't mental health challenges yeah. it's that there's there's a distrust that's right mm-hmm. of you know mental health professionals especially yeah. since historically yeah. a lot of them have yeah. been white
1: yes yeah.
0: And so there's this thing of, I mean, you don't understand my yeah, culture, or what right. I'm going through. That's so right. why would yeah. I, why would I go right. to you to have you kind of analyze or right. help me walk right. through right. something when you're not even acknowledging yeah. that there's more like, going
1: on, yeah. you know? Like you have to explain to them yeah. the suffering you go through because- it's a different experience different cu- culturally. It's a little yeah. different. Yeah. And,
0: and now there are there are more. Yeah. Um, praise God. There are there are more right. therapists mm-hmm. yeah. of color and there yeah. is um, an understand even even yeah. of of white therapists and white counselors that there yeah. that there is a, a bigger world yeah. out there and there's mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Have you taken care of your mental health mm. through this time?
1: Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as you know, Ab, we we've been friends. So for yeah. every short question, I have like <laughs> fifty minutes it's great. answer. I
0: know, it's but great. um, yeah. um,
1: you know, I feel like through this podcast, people are gonna know my family a little bit more. It's like oh, it's very untraditional. You Know Taiwanese family from the 80s or um, mm-hmm. the 70s, but um, my, my mom, she's a psychotherapist, mm. very um, and then I'll go into a little bit, but um, she she went to UPIT and Old Dominion for uh-huh. for uh, social work and um, psychology, um, so she she had a, two, a double degree, uh, she was a uh, practice social work on the east coast mm. as an immigrant Taiwanese woman, wow. so. Yeah. She, she always says she's like, oh, I'm like, I'm chicken. I don't, I can't watch like, you know, like Friday the Thirteenth. I was like, nobody can watch Friday the <laughs> Thirteenth. Like, what are you talking about? Don't watch that. Terrifying. Exactly. Yeah. But as I mentioned earlier, earlier that was the re- part of the reason she wanted to go back to Taiwan mm. because, yes, culturally, can't speak for everybody and right. don't call me on this or like, hey, you know, this is not accurate, but. At least my experience growing up, my my surrounding, my culture, my immediate family, school, and all that, or social media, or well, no social media, I'm, I'm growing up, but <laughs> TV's media, I'll say, uh, mental wellness and um, mental illness mm. uh, or emotional trauma are not part of something you share yeah. in our culture. Yeah. Um, mm. it is, it is very internal, you know, to to a point of. Of public affections or um you know to to you know the, the utilization of words like love mm-hmm. passion compassion it's in in the Far East culture from my understanding harmony above all how do mm-hmm. we how do we be harmony as a group um either it's a family it's a class it's a society how do we create the ultimate harmony how do we pervert that circle yeah. you know I, lo- I love to use the The analogy of circle, right? I mean, you've seen it in like the yin and yang. It's a circle. It's a balance of both sides. You go to uh, traditional Chinese restaurants. It's a big round table.
0: Mm. And you don't
1: sit on four tables. You try to squeeze everybody in. It's a unit. That's my favorite food, hot pot. It's, It's a round thing you share. So harmony is important, right? So harmony above all for me means... Don't create disturbance. Don't mm. create like what's your own problem. Close the door. Solve it. Don't worry about it. So we need to be there to support one another. We need to be there to lift each other up. So what that means is if you're different than other people by having, you know, emotional issues and whatnot, it's weird. It's like it's look upon like what is like what's going on with you? Yeah. Like you know, with the with yeah. that kind of the lens of well, don't like that's your thing. You, okay, great. You're just making it awkward now. Yeah. So I feel like all in all, I think that that creates that's like the traditional kind of like, from my understanding. Um, it, a value that is driven so it's not never talked about yeah it's, it's um recently i have to say that it's throughout the last years or so last 10 years or so I, again don't quote me on that I've, I, at least in my world i see more and more asian american or asians yeah. in asia having the profession i'm uh, being professional kind of like psychotherapists mm-hmm. or psychologists or or people that are helping other people with these emotional people um, um things and People openly admitting, "Hey, I'm seeing a counselor. Yeah. Uh, I am. Do you have any counselor that you recommend that I can go to? I yeah. prefer an Asian because that. Yeah. So I, I honestly feel like it's been better. But yeah. again, it's only been it's 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 fairly new concept in our world. So um, yeah. yeah, so mm, um, that's, that's
0: good. Thank you for sharing yeah. the the history on that. I can re- I can relate to some of of what you're saying right. and, and even in the you know the the Christian community I feel like overall I was talking to a friend yeah last week I feel like about about this of how probably within the last ten or fifteen years or so I think the the church, the American church yeah. has started thinking about counseling. That's right. Mm-hmm. In a different
1: yeah.
0: White. Yeah. Whereas before it was yeah. mostly like, well, guy can just fix it.
1: Yeah. Um yeah.
0: and that's not Necessarily untrue, right? But right. it's you know there there are other people that God has given us, right. Who have been trained yep. that can walk us through yep. some of these things, yep. and mm-hmm. and to admit that you're seeing a counselor or a, a therapist, or maybe you're suffering from anxiety or mm-hmm. depression, which mm-hmm. I suffer from. I shouldn't, mm-hmm. I don't even know if what I say suffer, but mm-hmm. I deal with I deal yeah. with both. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's no. There's no shame right. in that, right. and you're right. not any less of a person yeah. because of that. And sometimes, when you're a person of color, yep. because you already have things against you, yep. it's easy to just kind of pretend like that's not happening, right. um, because right. you don't you don't want anyone else to hold something else. Yeah. Yeah, against you. Yes. So you. So yes. You keep, yes. You keep the the mental health part yeah, yeah. to yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. Which
0: is really hard.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what you're saying is actually what I'm thinking about is is the risk of vulnerability.
0: Yeah. And yeah. the
1: and the mandatory self strong. I mean, I don't even know yeah. that's a term, but I think as a minority, um, it could be in any country, but as a minority um at least here in America I feel like vulnerability is a risk because yeah. if you already feel like you are somewhat being uh, oppressed as as a female or as a minority um in certain circumstances then your reaction is I'm not going to share my vulnerability right. I right. need to be self strong like I yeah. need to be because no one else is going to help me. No one yeah. share the same experience, at least not the majority that we feel sometimes um, either when it comes to policy, mm-hmm. when it comes to practices or whatever it's quote unquote norm, mm-hmm. you know, that is probably not the same as what we experience as a minority yeah. growing up or as a female yeah. growing up or LGBT growing up. Yeah. It's very different. So, so those two things in combination kind of as a result, you're just like, you know what? mental health you know m- mental issues or emotional issues that is the most vulnerable thing yeah. and it's and it's in a very yeah. and i i must emphasize it's incorrect way of of um saying that if i show that that means i'm weak Yes, i cannot be weak yeah. i need to be strong anytime whatever it's and also, you take in the pride thing, right? Yes. It's just like I'm proud yeah. of, I conquered it all. I'm here today because I made it through. Yeah. So I shouldn't be needing help to yeah. that. And then, um, second point, to your point, I think within going back to Christian community, I feel like at least from my experience, you know, uh, half of my Christian life is it was in Asia, yeah, um, Far East Asia uh, to be particular. It, it is again harmony. Right yeah. When there's a group, there's a harmony. So you can't help but say church supposed to be the ultimate harmony place. Yeah. All right? You need to have, let's say, we have God. How can you be not a happy family yeah. or or like a, a harmony that stays within? So uh, in reality, right? I mean, it's, it, is, it it is, we're supposed to be vulnerable. We're supposed mm-hmm. to be, we're supposed to lay everything down for um, for the people of church, but ultimately for God to, to save us because only through Him, all healings come through Him. Yeah. All grace come through Him. But yeah. almost sometimes, you you know, I feel like going to a church is like, okay, we got to keep this harmony.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: so yeah, so I think all of that prevents a lot of times from from church to, um, uh, in my point of view, to address everything. Uh, head on, yeah. uh, without being awkward or be, without yeah. being uh, providing a lot of buffers. Like, hey, we get this is how we're we gonna talk about it, yeah. hey guys. In the next few weeks, we're gonna do this. So a lot of preparation instead of like head on. Say, hey, I know everyone's facing this, yeah. so let's do something. Yeah. So
0: yeah, no, I I agree. I I do think I think that a lot of that comes from just how yeah. American church culture yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: isn't. Used to dealing yeah. with mm-hmm. with a lot of going going back to long yeah. suffering, yeah. you know, yeah. the theology of suffering yeah. necessarily mm-hmm. isn't present. Mm-hmm. Um, vulnerability, yeah. even though Scripture would say that it's it's through our weakness exactly. that Christ is made exactly. strong. Exactly a- Americanism, and not yeah. even just church culture, but yeah. I think um, Americans yeah. Yeah. tend to think that vulnerability yeah. is a liability
1: yeah right so if
0: if if we're vulnerable yeah then that means that we can't lead yeah that means that you know um something is wrong yeah. with us when in actuality yeah. you know vulnerability mm-hmm. equals strong leadership yeah. now that's not saying that like you know you go into the workplace or you go into different right. spheres <laughs> and you're like yeah. you know like, yeah. like, like just throwing your junk everywhere Um, that that can be toxic right but um vulnerability actually helps us to lead well and to have these conversations actually that need to be had and and I know that that's that's probably hard yeah. for people because as as we've touched on, like yeah. it is a risk, especially yeah. for it's a big risk people who have been hurt yeah. and trust has been damaged yeah. to continue being vulnerable. Yeah, and knowing when yeah. to be vulnerable and when. Yeah. What to share, how to share, yeah. when to share some of that gets exhausting yes. mentally, yes, of just right. balancing yeah, yeah, all yeah. of of that, yeah. but vulnerability is not something that we should be avoiding,
1: right, right again, without risking generalization, but yeah. I one thing I realized, you know, I kind of share like in in a, growing up in Taiwan, it was you know group identity is really important. I don't know if I mm. use those exact words yet, but I came here in high school freshman in high school and I realized American values big ones are like independent and indiv- yeah. individual yep. values yep. and let me be me I mean there's all these theory of why right why why we're doing this or why we're doing that but th- those two things are very obvious to me yeah. you know let me self expression um self value let me mm-hmm. define what I believe is right right I mean reasonably especially in the last three things yeah. I feel like that's why sometimes it's a little harder to say, okay, well, everybody wear a mask now. Everybody don't need to wear a mask now because everyone seems to, we're being taught. uh, We are also being coached to come to your own conclusion. I think in a a way that's why America great because we have academically, we have a lot of breakthrough, you know, of, um, you know, theories and and, and practices and stuff that we think outside the box, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. even at work every day, you know, for if I have every dollar for, the terms think outside the box i might work i'd probably be like a billionaire by now but but it's just like that's one thing I, those are the things i realize and in america that's being put on a pedestal right yeah. those values but yeah. if we say vulnerability right what what and also um, that i have i need help mm-hmm. um those equals dependency mm-hmm. right so i gotta depending on someone else i'm no longer self strong I'm not independent yeah. I'm not individual I can't think for myself and what's in my brain because or it's what's in my heart because I'm having a tough time yeah. so can you help me right so traditional yeah. I feel like wow that's very different than these core values that I just mentioned yeah so but it's very interesting because as a christian and basically we need god where it's total yeah. dependency it is depending on the Lord is depending on the Holy Spirit, is yeah. depending on God, the Father. Like we can't do anything or accomplish anything by ourselves. Yeah. Since the days when we are sinners. Yeah. So there's nothing we can do. Yeah. We can, we we'll try to do stuff that, you know, that's the right thing to do yeah. to reflect the image of God. But there's absolutely... Nothing that we can do to get us closer to mm-hmm. His kingdom or mm-hmm. or heaven is a total dependency. So it's yeah. so interesting that what I just said, all of it, it's just kind of mixing one as a <laughs> Christian in America, right? Yeah. Like how do you how do you proceed forward, yeah. and how do you? I mean, at at its at its core, the values are very different. I yeah. feel like so. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think yeah, you're you're one hundred percent right. Yeah. I think you know for. For American Christians, myself included, although sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little bit different because yeah. I think, yeah. you know, being being black in America, there is still this collective communal yeah. aspect of like, you know... You, you what you do yeah, yeah. affects everyone around you yeah, and right. in your family is depending upon you right, you know right. you have a you have a family name right, 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 your culture right. reflects everybody yes. whether you know the black people or not yeah, like yeah. You, you represent everybody yeah. uh, who is black who is in yes. your family and so yes. you, you're thinking a little bit communal yes. but also the americanism gets yeah. in there where yeah. you're like no, I live my life yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be happy. Yeah. I want to yeah, do these yeah, things. And yeah. I think our our challenge as Christians in America yeah. is to not let those values yes. that you've highlighted. Yes. The things that yes. are valued in America, which yes. in and of themselves they're not bad. Right, right. Um right. influence our Christianity That's right. more than what jesus would call us that's right to be that's and right. and sometimes we actually let those american that's right. values that's right influence us a little bit more absolutely than the communal aspect yeah. of scripture the yeah. the part of scripture that says no you you love god and you love your neighbor that's right no that's what right. you are supposed to be together in community learning right. from one another spurring right. one another right. on the bible doesn't necessarily say no it's it's you right. and you and you and you and you That's and right. you just do you, Right. and it's it's yeah. fine, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. so I pre- I appreciate you saying that because it does it highlights probably our, our biggest one of our biggest issues. Sure. In in this season, sure, is just our our desire, yeah. to live independently, right?
1: And it makes it really easy, right? Because yeah. I mean, we're, it's under COVID, we still are. We mask up and your majority of the time you're staying at home. So, yeah. like it or not, I feel, you know, if you spend, I mean, like this is a little off topic, but I always thought, I was, I, was, I always think like, what would happen if like one day, again, not trying to start, start a cult or anything, but it's just like, I mean, it's super interesting to see, hey, instead of going to church one day a week, what if we all have to, the same church community, we have to come to church and, um, have worship together or whatnot seven days a week mm-hmm. because then we're seeing these people every day. Does vulnerability become easier? Does it? Yeah. Uh, you know? Does it? Uh, you know? Authentic. Uh, you know? You being authentic becomes easier to the people to the Christian community um, that you are in. Yeah, uh, become easier. Like, right? I mean, that's something that I always think of, think of because I, yeah. I I work in a corporate so there's corporate right. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not going to detail about like you know corporate culture and all that. But, you know, we do voluntarily, if we want, you know, we we, we come to church or um, prior to COVID. Right? Mm-hmm. And then you see each other at that time. You celebrate the joy. You, know, you yeah. share what you want to share uh, voluntarily, yeah. you know, to the people, not saying to God, but to the yeah. people in the church. At the same time, sometimes I feel like, oh, it's kind of selective. Yeah. Right? So I wonder if God's calling is to be vulnerable in a community to each other and through the grace of God. Yeah. You know, love one another, support one another in the truest sense through yeah. Him. How close or how far away we're from doing that.
0: Yeah. You know? So uh, well, just some random thoughts. It's great. It's a great question. And I think it's something we all need to be thinking about in this season that God yeah. has given us where we actually have the freedom and the ability exactly to rethink a lot
1: yeah yeah (laughs) you kind of have to yeah Yeah, yeah,
0: rethink a lot about what what we were doing and how we were functioning as as communities one thing i do want to ask sam we're we're getting close to to just being at the end of our time but i do want to ask i know that you you have managed large groups of people yeah. during the season. And yeah. I guess yeah. one thing is how have all of these experiences that, that we've been talking yeah. about, yeah. like the pandemic you mentioned earlier of yeah. just walking through with your co-workers yes. and people that yes. um that come in solely for working yeah. here to talk them through like here's maybe why you were being discriminated yeah, against and yeah, yeah, and yeah. all of that stuff how has this season changed your leadership mm. style mm. if it has mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. what ha- what has been one thing that maybe you've seen change in your leadership mm-hmm. style
1: mm-hmm. sure yeah um i think First of all, sorry for taking up so much time of time. But uh, Oh my gosh, just, no uh, apology uh, needed. I just you know, being, you know it's awesome. I, I just really enjoyed this conversation. And I think trying to shorten shorten the answer a little bit but elaborate on the, the points I want to make is you you know that I was in a hospital for 7 months mm-hmm. and I think that was the start of the change. Um and I think I honestly think um my promotion to a people's manager from a project manager mm. came after that. Um, I think there was a transformation mm. because i am passionate about my job. I love my job. i'm we I was will say by nature a professionist. So mm. is always work above people.
0: Mm.
1: So I wanted to be a people manager at the time. God did not give it an opportunity. And now I know why, mm. because I just wasn't ready, you know not as a not as a manager, not as a people manager, not as a Christian manager mm-hmm. that that just wasn't going to be right and that will probably be detrimental to myself my own health yeah. and to my team so anyway so i think since then when i had been in a hospital for seven months bettering i think um a lot of time to reflect and a lot of time to pray and then just to because you're forced to know what's important so the came on the other side um is empathy Yeah, I think work is work, but it's the people. And I know, and I hate it because we, especially these days, all the corporations, um, all the companies or the churches like to overemphasize that to a point. You see it on the commercials, like it's about the people, it's about the team, but it really is. I feel like God was preparing me for the last three years, I got promoted the first year of pandemic.
0: Mm. So I
1: walk into a role of managing six or seven people and have co-leaders on my counterparts, not in person. Like I had, I was handed off a team. I have to build relationships and manage them through Zoom Zoom. and through COVID and through social injustice. On my team there, we're multicultural and we are multi-genders. And then um, so, I was I, I was forced to and and, and and without me knowing that it is um empathy. I think yeah. just people above all. I think everything else, really caring for them, it is the number one key. And sometimes, and I think later on, I'm, I was blessed with the my own leadership that um they endorsed that just hate managing emotionally, working life balance, life above all, that is the number one key. And I think everything else we can we can we can work through it together. Everything else is secondary. So yeah. it's very interesting because it's a shift of um mentality for me and for my team. um you know, before it was the routine you come in, the challenges uh, with the with the work, with the projects. Yeah. But now the challenges uh, even more so than than work are yeah. how do I manage my family? I don't have daycare. It's social injustice, I'm Asian, I am black, I'm Hispanic, I'm Filipino, yeah. being mistaken for a Latino, yeah. like all that stuff. And how do I manage this? How do I see myself at work? How do you help me as a manager? You are a manager, yeah. but I don't see you on day-to-day basis. So to force you to come up with this creative way through a format that's very mm. not organic, right? We're doing everything for, through text, phone zoom it's very not organic Mm. but you're trying to solve a very organic problem there's a human interaction and some people prefer saying less yeah some people prefer i want to say everything to you right some people are not used to and and not i don't have anybody or any team in mind but having a minority leader like oh hey it's not a white guy it is a taiwanese guy who is my leader that found the you know what does what does he think is it different i have three white Caucasian bosses before, this is the first minority boss I have. So okay, that was me, right? And so it's all that, but I think it's hard, but at the same time it's super focused, AB. Yeah. I will say that because all of a sudden it became clear. It is the people, it's the empathy attitude. It is how do we support one another to get through another day, get through another year, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's a weird uh, kind of like, you know, extreme of, it's the hardest thing, but it's super focused. There's no 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 doubt that what we need to be focusing on. So that's what's been happening in the last three years. Yeah. I mean, the rest of the world happens, right? You know, factories shut down, vendors yeah. shut down. You know, we got we got goods flowing in the ocean outside the LA, yeah. San Francisco port or whatnot, but it's it's perspective. Yeah. I think everything compared to life right now, all of a sudden it's clear. Those are just work. They're goods. They're not human beings. Yeah. So I think, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's
1: that's that's
0: Sam. thank you so much. I mean, you you left us with a lot of nuggets. (laughs) Sorry, in that no, don't apologize. Uh, This this was good. You know, something as we come to the end here, something that I like to do, and I told you this before. Yes, that that I like to do at the end of every episode is give people a way to something something to practice. Yeah, practice. in in the weeks ahead into the following episode. And you gave us a couple really good nuggets that I want to highlight for our folks as we come to a close of things that you all can be practicing in Mm -hmm. your day-to-day life, in your work life. One of them is just perspective taking, which you've you've heard us say a lot on on this podcast in previous episodes, is practicing taking someone else's perspective. Don't be quick to speak. that's right. but listen to someone else. Mm-hmm. The other thing I heard Tim say mm-hmm. was empathy. Mm-hmm. Empathy is gigantic. And in this season, we all need to be practicing mm-hmm. empathy. What is it like to actually walk in someone else's shoes to see their life, especially when you're you're dealing with, um, you're working with coworkers and people who are different That's right. than, than you. Um, and, and empathy leads to great perspective taking and vice yep. versa. Perspective yep. taking leads right. to empathy. And then another thing that I heard Sam say was just that we need each other, and that yep. that had that did become very cliche <laughs> <to say laughs> in in oh, yeah, the last yeah, yeah. three years because uh, right. you saw it everywhere. But yeah. Together, we need each other. Yeah, uh-huh. but it is really true. It's true. We are very not true. meant to do life. Alone. That's right. Um, we need our teams. Mm. We need our neighbors. Mm-hmm. We need our friends. We need our family. Right. We can't go through this season of life in isolation. And so, oh, I would, I would challenge yes. you to continue to do life mm-hmm. with people. Um, yes. Be vulnerable. Yes. With people and give people space so that they could be vulnerable with you. So practice that, that's and right. then the last thing is, is that I heard Sam say: work-life balance that's right. and putting people first. That's right. And I know that that's that's hard, particularly in this season where I think a lot of people are facing the challenge of okay, we're going back to work. Life is. Right getting busier right. again and right. not slowing down. That's and so right. now we're being challenged to put work over people.
1: Right. It's almost like people try to catch up. Yes, yeah. we're trying, mm-hmm. we're
0: trying to catch up. And so the, the challenge is continue to make, make space in the next few weeks mm-hmm. to like be with people Mm-hmm. Intentional interaction—that's right—with people, not necessarily work first. Even, even in how you run your meetings or whatever that looks like, maybe don't go into it pushing the agenda first, but pushing the people. That how right. how are you? How That's are right. we doing as a team? Mm-hmm. Um, because it is really. Important, Sam. Thank Mm. you so so much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. We'll we'll have to have you back again. Thank you for sharing your heart, your family story, your story, and your perspective. I value it so much, and so I'm so grateful that you were here um, chatting with me today.
1: Thank you. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. So for all the friends, stretch your muscle, and what I mean by that that is the muscle to get to know. People that are different than you, different gender, different ethnicity, different culture. It's just no one's expecting all of us to know that by birth. It's a muscle that we need to practice and stretch and, and work out on. So yeah. be intentional about stretching and then using that muscle. And and then eventually, you know, you, it'll be easier for, for all of you and all of us to step into other people's shoes.
0: Yeah, that's great, Sam. Thank you. And love love your neighbors well, friend. Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen. Hey, you can find the talk wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Podbean. Um, and you can also check out our websites, www.joyofit.org or www.frenzy.co. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you or hear you or you'll hear us (laughs) next time bye friends bye thank you so much connie for joining us for our podcast thank you all for listening remember you can find the talk podcast wherever you listen to your podcast whether it be on apple spotify amazon we'll be there And check out our websites, www.joyofit.org and www.frenzy.co if you want more information on what we are doing. Thanks again, and we hope you'll join us for another episode of The Talk.